Hi there, I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And welcome to the Creepcast with Bree and Burr. We're a podcast that tells you spooky stories, folklore, and mythology that don't make sense. If you have any suggestions for these crazy tales, you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. We also have Twitter. You can find us at castcreep, both C's are capital. Yes, queen. We're also on the gram, Instagram. It's at the Creepcast, all lowercase. We also have Facebook, like everybody else in your grandparents, which is the Creepcast with Brian Burr. We're also on TikTok because we're hip, we're cool, we're with it. Funky it's fresh. at the Creepcast, all lowercase. <laughs> and we also have a website which tells you all the magical things, which is the Creepcast.podbean.com. Thanks again. Are we going? Okay. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, I, I kept in last week that are we going? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh, but hi there. I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And welcome to the Creep Cast, where we're doing something really different. And oh no, I forgot to look up. I can look up the website. Anyways, we're doing something different this week. Back to more urban legendy stuff. Your favorite and, and mine, and less, less language struggles. All the struggles are there's real. Still, there's still a little bit of language struggles, but nowhere near as old Norse language struggles. Oof. The worst of it. There's letters in the Nordic language that I can't find when you hold down. You know when you hold down a button on the keyboard and any little accent things pop mm-hmm. up. Yeah, there's one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I have to best with guess best guess with my best. <laughs> what could this let's be? be? Uh, you going fast enough, buddy? Show us your dick. Right. <laughs> That's basically all I hear is just like ah, I've got a big dick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, if men can be the same way where they're just like, show me your titties. <laughs> It's, we can it's, be it's like what that. like guys feel like I feel like that's what guys expect when they like rub their engines and shit like that. Yeah. Like girls are gonna wanna see this. Like what? No. No one cares. I'm going to show that alpha male that I am actually the alpha male. Dude. Wildlife is fucking crazy, man. <laughs> We're the only species that belittles our women. It's great. I know. Fucking Female peahens getting to be all ugly and shit, and here's the men fucking like, I worked extra hard on my makeup today. Notice me so much. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, no. (laughs) That's the only acceptable way to try to flirt with me. Do you want to scream at me? Notice me, somebody. And then the better way for the, the no is it's all it changes immediately to that stink face. It's <laughs> <laughs> great, all that. Notice me, somebody. I'm dead. <laughs> I always forget about that sometimes, and then when someone screams, and I'm like, this brings me joy. <laughs> Why are you so extra? I'm not gonna lie, there are sometimes. At work, where I would have scream it at the pilot and be like, Don't it's me, step by, just come down. <laughs> but I had to remember, I'm an adult woman. 
out of just a few. <laughs> I know. Well, it just reminds me of when we went to um, Panic at the Disco. It was, I don't remember what the first band was. It was some other band, Panic at the Disco, and then Weezer. And some girl in the row in front of us was like, hey! Like just screaming it over and over. I'm like, honey, he can't hear you. <laughs> this is not your poorly written fan fiction, Jill. Oh, but yeah, we're gonna get together. And he's gonna marry me. <laughs> Ironically, those go- girls were gone when Weezer started. I'm like, hmm. Anyways, point being, topic. Speaking of panicking at the disco, on to this week's topic. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's me panicking at the disco. <laughs> Except I'm like, what's the what's the dance? I can't remember what it's called. Shuffling. I don't know. Oh, the hustle. There you go. Do the hustle. Except I'm do, doing do, the do. hustle while I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. That's the mental image you need. Anyways. Okay. So, we are... Ooh, I forgot to look up that girl's TikTok candle. I think I got it. Hold on, let me see real quick. But we found out about it through this woman's TikTok. Burr is going to look it up for me. But also, I used something besides Wikipedia this week, <gasps> which means we have to cite it. Well, I always cite Wikipedia. But you know that normally if I don't say anything, it's because I used Wikipedia. It's my silent citing. And when it's not Wikipedia, I do cite it out loud. And I believe it's ghostcitytours.com or ghosttourcity.com, something like that. I can't remember the exact alignment of the words, but point being, I used their article, although with some slight tweaking to make it less conversational. Because it's, like, one of those, like, inter- like they do very interactive, like, I writing. I have it. If that makes sense. <gasps> oh, no. Like, you know, the more call to action. It would be in our group. And so it's ashes. got a heart, skull, and that's ashes, and then it's the skull and the heart. Okay. Well, thank you, Ashes, for us stumbling upon you and Burr sharing it and then us doing this topic. Back on it. Sorry. It's at ashes six six. 1316. Yes. And from what Burr says, she tells other, like, stories, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she's definitely super cool. Check out her content. Bad bitch goth telling us what, like, it is. Mm -hmm. Love it. We are here for it. And then, like you said, notes are via Ghost City Tours or Ghost Tour tour Cities. Yeah. Sorry. Hopefully one of them's right. You know what's going to happen? None of them are right. Oh, girl. <laughs> and then we'll have to fix it in next week's episode. But until then, who gives a shit? <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, we're going to be talking about the casket girls. So this is going to be a little different styling, too. As you can tell, usually Wikipedia is very punctual, factual. We're going to get a little more pizzazz this week with the storytelling. So, the story of the casket girls. They arrived in 1728. The port of New Orleans bustled with activity, the shouting of men, the stamping of hooves the horse of the horses, the scraping of boxes as the ships were unloaded. For the group of young women abroad the or abroad. <laughs> For the group of young women aboard the ship, La Nouvelle Orleans was a taste of the forbidden of the unknown. The women were ushered down the wooden plank onto the soiled ground. To their chest, they each clutched a coffin-shaped cassette, or small chest, that held all of their belongings. After nearly six months traversing the rough waters of the Atlantic Ocean, the young women were eager to make their arrival, eager and also a bit nervous about their welcome. Handpicked by the Bishop of Quebec on 
uh, on order of the French king, the young women were all of appropriate age and background. On their agenda was only one thing, to make a good match and marry one of the French colonists inhabiting the budding Louisiana colony. Upon the sight of them, rumors began to circulate throughout the town. Palais. The Frenchmen all muttered to themselves as they spotted the women meant to become their brides. So very pale were the girls that their skin reddened and blistered in moments of enduring the hot subtropical sun. I can relate. <laughs> it's me. Brady, it's me, you all. Does that mean you're timeless? Cause just no, like, I'm just going to burst into flame. No, because <laughs> they're pale and beautiful and everything else like that. And what I can think of is... Interview with a vampire. Bitch, I wish. <laughs> Brad Pitt was so fine, even with his angst. Angst. So angsty. They're like, you know what would be cool? Writing a story about a vampire with feelings. Feelings. And it's all self-hate and existential dread. It's great. I love it. You don't also, Brad Pitt is so hot. Even though he hated making it. One... That does not sound appealing. And two, I have not seen it. <gasps> and three, that just is. Right? R.I.P. <laughs> I don't know if you all heard that shuffling, but that was me dying. <laughs> Bitch, and Tom Cruise is in it, and he's fucking crazy. His character. I mean, he's crazy in real life now, but his character. <laughs> I was about to say. Um, like... It was crazy for Tom Cruise back then. It's great. It was the 90s, y'all. Oh, and it's got fucking Christian Slater. I don't know if you know him from anything, but I just always like saying his name like that. Isn't that the guy from, like, Saved by the Bell? No. That's Mario Lopez. <laughs> Slater is his nickname, but it's not that. <laughs> That's some white people shit. I don't. I don't understand what's going on. I'm bad with names. Okay, I know. <laughs> I'm better with faces. Chronos. Chronos. <laughs> You're never you. going to hold your head down, are you? It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> did he tell you what he did? No, what did you do now? So we were talking, and I can't... Oh, I was yelling at him for not being better at time traveling. <laughs> and I told her I can't stop time because I'm not Kronos. Yeah. But I can't spell Kronos, so I spelled out crow like the bird, hyphen, nose. And I was like, art. Are you trying to say Kronos that I spelled it correctly? And he's like, yeah, that. You know, it's on our old badges, right? Because it's our badges were Kronos. That's too far away. Did you see how far away that is from me? Oh, no. Five feet. It's too far. Point being is. I had to think of my feet to survive. I was cackling <laughs> for like 10 minutes, shouting Kronos. Kronos. <laughs> Because like I said, I, I was like, I know he's trying to speak to me, but he doesn't know how to say it. <laughs> We're typing in this case. So that's where your oldest gets it. What, uh, the inability to spell? Yes. <laughs> uh, possibly. I mean, I can't help him there. I can barely read, let alone spell. Oh, he'll never survive as a I woman. <laughs> Even though we And I'm over here being my dad's human dictionary. Margaret. I'm like, What? 
How do you spell this? It spells the thing. That doesn't look right. I'm like, why did you ask me that? Because <laughs> there's those moments that you um, that you think of it, and it like even though you spell correctly, it just looks wrong. Yeah, uh, that happens to me. My dad did that to me too. It's a good thing you were there majority of the time when you got the hard ones. He's just like, Emma. And I was like, what? And he would be like, how do I spell this? If it's simple words, I got them. If he was just like, such and such. And it's like, break. <laughs> Dad needs something spelled. <laughs> or pops. And then I'm over here like fucking in my nerd ass glasses and my fucking, you know, probably poorly dyed hair. I might have still had my streaks at that point. I can't remember. I know you like had Like it's some hair kind of fucking spelling bee. Yep. And he's just Toxic. T O X I C. Toxic. And he's just like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> no. That wasn't how I spelled it all. Mm-mm. But, anyways, my moving turn. on. My turn, my turn, my turn, my turn. Back off of our illiteracy <laughs> and back to our illiteracy. Yay! Yay. Clutching their casket, safe ch- uh, chest, and tight grips, the young woman. Uh, Phil's files. Feel. Feel a la cassette. Feel a la cassette. Feel. Yeah. It's French for girls. Girls. Or ladies. A of the casket. Or casket girls. Because in a lot of like other languages, it'll be um, un. So like in French, it'd be un homme américain. So a. American man, but it's flip-flopped. And so it's like of the or the. Okay. So it'd be casket girls. So it, it's weird. I don't know. I'm no linguist. Okay. But that's just what I've known from the two languages I've attempted to study. Yeah, because Spanish does it. Uh, Japanese does it. I think, no, not Mandarin. I know French, obviously, and then mm. probably Italian, too. I know that German always puts the word, the verb second in the sentence. Hmm. Cool. Language. That's amazing. We're educated, kind of. Just Sorry. barely. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Felix uh, a la cassette, mm-hmm. uh, as they be- uh, become known, were brought in- to their new homes until their respected marriage, they were to remain under the care of, and protection of the Ursuline nuns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fate of the Fleas a la Cassette was not not as what expected. The local men in the Volix carried... So it would be Vu Car... I know. Or Vu. What? <laughs> Vu Car. Vu Car. Yeah. I think. With the, the two R's. I want to roll the R's, but that's the Spanish talkies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that got cut because I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, anyway, uh, Vukar gravely disrespected the women. Some were placed into unwanted marriages only to be mistreated by their husbands. Others, upon finding themselves alone and unwed, were forced into prostitution. Jesus. Prostitution. Under fucking protection and shit my ass. Right. The French king had had enough. He'd uh, demand the girls return to France. The sisters of the Urson Coven then took the casket-shaped chest that had once carried everything that the Filles et la Cassette mm-hmm. had owned and 
climbed the steps to the third floor of the Covenant in 1112 Rue Chatres. Maybe. Up until this time, the windows and doors on the third floor had always been sealed shut. But they remained so that uh, that time as well. So that and they remained so at that time as well. Okay. They shut them. So in. after the king said, "I want my women back." Yes. Because you're mistreating them and they're not getting the respect that they deserve. Yes. I want them to come home. Yes. So they're just like, "Fuck you! You're gonna go on the third floor." Or their stuff, because they just said the casket shaped belongings. True. I don't know. Still, it's, it's hiding evidence that something bad did happen to them. Yeah. Anyway. What does that look for? Just, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, why would you get more in trouble with your no, kids? No, so we just think that you're, you know, mistreating women and then locking away their things. <laughs> he's white. He's a man. It is his right, apparently. <laughs> to be wrong. <laughs> Always wrong. Motherfucking monster. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but a short, uh, but a short time later, when the nuns returned to the third floor, they found that the chests were completely empty. Uh, they spared no section of the third floor during their search through the belongings were were never recovered, fearing that the young woman might have never uh, had might have been something other than what they said they were. The Ursuline nuns spared no expense in making sure that. Excuse me. Nothing ever left that third floor space. The doors were bolted shut. The, uh, the nails to the windows were blessed by the Pope himself and locked in place. Yeah, so the nuns were like, I don't know what the fuck's happening here, but it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's weird. Bless it! I mean, you know. So the whispering began anew, but this time they added one more word. Vampire. In 1978, two paranormal investigators seeking answers whether, uh, to whether the Fils La La Cassette had been vampires camped out directly in front of the old Ursuline Coven, uh, convent at 1112 Chartres Street. They'd been previously kicked off the property itself for loitering, but decided to stay the night and see if they experienced anything right outside the wall this the walls themselves. The hours passed so slow that sleep overtook them, and in their slumber they failed to notice the third floor's shutters, the same ones which had been locked shut by the blessed nails, open and shut. The recording cameras whirled to a stop at the, as the scene faded to black. The next morning, the bodies of the investigators were found. Their bodies had been torn open, ravaged as if by the claws of an animal. Their bodies drained of blood. Huh. Ba 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 that's too great. Spooky, spooky. Spooky. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. But that's like essentially what the myth is. Like that's like the in-depth version of the myth. I love it. So basically it's like either the women themselves or they brought something with them like in those caskets were like the monsters. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. I was like, hell yeah, that's kind of creepy as fuck. So, going into kind of learning more about this, we'll go into the history of young women brought to the New World. So, this was not a singular occurrence. So, in New France, the casket girls were not the first program initiated by the World French Crown to create population growth in the New World. The Canadian colony of New France, modern-day Quebec, 
was the first, tracing back to 1663. Apparently, that colony was also lacking in the way of the fairer sex, and the intendant of New France, Jean Talon, decided to pen King Louis the 14th and ask him for women. The king complied and began to recruit women to be sent. It was a stringent process. The women had to be between the prime age... I misspelled something horribly there. I'm glad I got that. Between the prime ages of 12 and 25. And they had to provide a letter from their respective parish priests who recommended them for the position. 12 to 25. I'm surprised 25. They went up that old. Right. Usually like they're a spinster. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So. Um, interesting. It is interesting. Are I they, just, oh, sorry. Go I was going to say, I just like that they also needed a respective, a letter from their priests saying why this woman would be good for this. She has good breeding hips. Take her. She has, has not lieth with a man. Birthing, breeding, what's the difference? That's what they're all for, apparently. It's all part of the process, just different steps. Yep. <laughs> 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 it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> His life is shook. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm on fucking point. <laughs> shook. You're all welcome. Uh, uh, they were given the name Phyllis uh, Duroy. Duroy. The king's daughters. And between the years 1663 and 1660, no, I'm sorry, 1673, over 800 young women made the voyage from France to Canada. Not all the women made it to Quebec. Uh, thank you. Um, some died en route to uh, Montreal. Um, others stood at the port in France and rethought their life decision before returning to, uh, to their to their village. Mood. Sometimes you just gotta rethink your life choices and be like, you know what? No. It's like, I don't want this. While others were sent back to France from Canada for falling in... For failing. I'm sorry, thank you. For failing to live up to the standards of being the Phyllis de du Rue. Roy. Roy. That's just... That's gonna fuck with me. Uh, the idea that the women were prostitutes were frost, uh, fostered early on, even within a century of the women landing there. Um, Baron Le Contain mm-hmm. wrote that the women were in of not middling of middling virtue, and that the only reason they had were chosen to emigrate was because they ne- they needed religious. Absolution. Absolution from their sins. Yeah, basically what they're saying is, like, some of the women that came, they're accusing of needing to, like, cleanse themselves, so then they start anew Mm -hmm. to get out of prostitution. But um, there was a section that I read, but it was just kind of like, I didn't keep it in because it was just kind of mixed with extra unnecessary information, but I think they were saying that only, like, one woman ended up being a prostitute. That's crazy. Out of all that. But also... How well do we actually know the statistics? Because, I mean, varying from one prostitute to 800 is a very big, you know, range there. Right. So, <laughs> it's been a little bit of a gap. So, you know, could be anything. Mm-hmm. 
Bullet. That's just that's just a mis kind of carrying the one. That's all that is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, and then I think this is either Biloxi or Belosi. We're going Belokski. Okay. That sounds funnier to say. Okay. Belokski, the next group, the next uh, group of young women came in July of 1704, though they were sent to uh, the French colony in Belox. They arrived in the Pelican? No. Mm -hmm. Is that Pelican? Yep. Okay. At the uh, bidding of Jean, what? So, you said like they were riding in a pelican. All yeah. I could think about is Halo. Though. That's what I was thinking too. I was just like, that's that's not right. Oh my god! I was like, that's badass. Where the hell did they get one of the pelicans? <laughs> oh, I love that shit. This is great. Um, so it's a uh, Jean Baptiste Lemoyne uh, sur Bienville. That's a title, man. Yeah. So. That's a title. <laughs> and then they shortened it. That's why I was like, let me get through the long one for you. Oh, my God. Uh, but like Jean Tallinn, a Banville. Banville had written directly to King Louis Fourteenth for potential brides for his soldiers and men. King uh, Louis Fourteenth agreed and sent a group of 23 young women in the care of the Sisters of Char Clarity. Charity. That is charity. Okay. That's what you get for second-guessing yourself. Okay. Um, an order of an order of Quebec, as well as Father Henry Laventa, mm -hmm. and the three other priests, the marriageable women ranged in age between 14 and 19. Ah, there's that more narrow gap. Right? But had been specifically, specifically been chosen because they were pure. Virgins. We need virgins. We need virgins for the sacrifices to get our pudding. <laughs> oh, pudding. I would like to do a TikTok about that. Kickstore open bar. We need virgins. Where's the boys? <laughs> oh, my God. Or we're going to be like, we're out of pudding. We need virgins. <laughs> boys, we need to go to the store. Yeah. Long running gag for some reason. Burr and I sacrifice virgins to get pudding. Oh, from the Pudding Lord, who's a tree for some reason. Yep. It's great. Absolutely Lord great. of Pudding, but he's a tree. None of this makes sense. We have no idea. It's just, how did we ever come up with I that? Don't, I don't remember. It just happened one day. It happened one day, and it's for some reason been one of our longest <laughs> going things. That was like back from like high school shit. It was middle like, school. Yeah, middle school. Trust me, we've been, we've been sacrificing virgins for pudding for a long ass time. So. <laughs> For years. years. Someone's going to hear this podcast and we're going to get arrested. I'm like, I don't, they're going to be like, where are the bodies? And I'm like, there are no bodies. It's a joke. Where we are got they? pudding out of it. God, were you guys listening? <laughs> we were always out of pudding, so it never worked. None mm -hmm. of them were virgins. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy horse. <laughs> oh, sorry, I could not resist. Killing it today. We're on a twofer. But anyways, so the arrival of the Baleen uh, Brides. Once again, Bienville was desperate for women. This time, he was in the new colony of New Orleans, and it was the year 1721. The king turned to the Hôpital uh, General de la Salpêtrière uh, for the women uh, Bienville needed. 88 women arrived near Mobile Bay on January 8th, 
well, 1721, I'm already like missing numbers there, but also it doesn't make sense if he wrote to him in 1721, why would have they gotten their first thing? Or is it that he wrote like later and it was 1721 that they just arrived? Maybe. I don't know. Ah. Like I said, hard to keep track. Um, but they were promptly handed over to Bienville to deal with. Unfortunately, this time around, the French king had found his supply, quote unquote, of women from the House of Correction. All were destitute, most were prostitutes, and they were all meant to become proper wives. Hmm. So not at all what they were expecting. This plan was not as well as well executed as in 1704 or 1673 by the French. It would come as no wonder that Bienville would try again a few years later, and it's perhaps this event in 1721 that stained the reputation of the Fils à la Cassette in 1728. So basically, they already had gotten a bad batch, so they were like, all right, what the fuck can be worse than prostitutes? Vampires? <laughs> they had to ask. <laughs> exactly. And ask and you shall receive. Send them the vampires. I don't understand why they're throwing a fit. They're getting fucking women. But well, even if they were in the prostitution house, like, you'd still be touching them. Well, Bienville, I think, probably, like, was like, oh, yeah, I've done this before. You guys are going to all get super fresh young virgins. And then we got Ethel strolling out with her cigarette hanging out of her mouth, and they're like, wait. <laughs> Which one of you guys are Bill? <laughs> I had a face that, you know, turned a thousand chips the other way. <laughs> That was one of my favorite ones from when they, the Simpsons do the Odyssey. Oh, my God. And Helen of Troy was Principal Skinner's mother. Oh She's like, yeah, I had a face. <laughs> I don't know why that one kills me every time. Oh, that show's so fucking good. I love it. But anyway, so kind of going into now, we're going to like, as much as we love the myth... We're going to have some fun proof of why it probably isn't a thing, and it's just literally a legend. They were just picky little fucking bitches. Yeah. Couldn't be appreciative of what you get. Always complaining. Couldn't bring your own wives to your new lives. Yeah, no. Oh, I hear they give us new women. Mm -hmm. Suck it up. Bitch. So, dismantling the myth of the casket girls. So, one of the first things is a matter of pale skin. So there's no record of any of the early New Orleanians thinking that the young women who arrived in 1728 were vampires. Commentary that the women were pale is understandable. They had been stuck inside a ship for six months and probably saw little to no sun as they'd been put below deck, as was proper for young, women, young virtuous women. Yeah. So they're shoved below deck for six months. They're going to be looking like me on a good day. <laughs> Maybe a little paper pasty white. Maybe a little bit thinner and whatever, but like I said, pale, white. The beacons are lit. <laughs> Literally, step outside, illuminating, <laughs> and not in the way you would typically describe a woman. <laughs> yeah. It's like in The Simpsons. That's right. We're getting two Simpson references. Is when Mr. Burns was fucking sick or whatever, and he was glowing, or if it was from the medication. He's like, I bring you peace. And it was fucking Mr. Burns, and they thought it was an alien. <laughs> this show is hilarious. But I digress. So the French Creoles living in New Orleans would also be quite tan. Situated near the Gulf as it is, New Orleans was a, is a subtropical climate. In comparison to the sun-kissed skin of the Frenchmen, the casket girls would have looked nearly transparent. Yeah. Again. 
You put Burr and I together. Burr by herself. Pale Latina woman. Yeah. Next to Brie, bronze goddess. <laughs> Natural glow. <laughs> I am rather pale for my <laughs> Well, no. Alex is too, though. Like, she's got, you know, Venezuelan and Italian, so, like, she could tan if she wanted to. And then she got, sun, like, had a sunstroke a few years ago, and now <gasps> she can't take the heat. Jeez. Yeah, it, she, it was terrible pretty terrifying and they're like are you sure you're not on drugs because of course this is indiana so i think everyone's on heroin oh my god Uh, point being it's okay you're not it just happens when you don't go outside i don't like going outside like literally if you guys spent like 20 minutes a day in the sun you would tan i don't want to whereas i think about the sun too much and i already feel a sizzling (laughs) Satan's repentment. Bring me the moon. Bring it to me. And even then, that's too bright. Moving on. Yes. The meaning of cassette. The word casket was not widely used until the mid-19th century to refer to burials of the or the dead. Cass, uh, cassette mm-hmm. is a Middle French word, but refers to items uh, instead a small box of jewels or chest. The casket girls were known to have brought cassettes with them, but the but they literally were meant for storage. Uh, by 1900s, the term casket in relation to a burial object was widespread in North America. Why is it space like that? I don't know. It's, I think, probably converting from PDF to a Google Doc. Oh, okay. Uh, where were we? Widespread in North America. In the early 18th century, the cassette brought with the young women were nothing but a chest. Unlike, unlikely even in the shape of a casket or coffin at all. So literally they just had regular chest-shaped boxes and everyone's like, but what if they were coffins? Yeah. Like, what if they look like coffins? That'd be pretty wild, right? Fuck. didn't. <laughs> uh, the secret third floor of the co- uh, covent. Convent. Whatever. It's better if I say coven because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These nuns are witches. <laughs> <laughs> witches in plain sight. Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. I'm here for it. We're <laughs> vampire nuns. Yes. Werewolf nuns. Hey. Full moon on Easter, werewolf Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Keep it. I want I want a cookie cake and it say happy wear miss <laughs> Happy wear Jesus Day. Yes. Oh my God. What if instead of turning into a werewolf? <laughs> you turn into Jesus. <laughs> wear Jesus. I feel the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Funnier. What? If it was interpreted that it happened like that, but in reality, <laughs> some guy just pulls up and it's a loose. 
I can't say any jokes. Because <laughs> all of them would not be good, and we're trying to steer away from that. We're not terrible. We're trying people. to walk away from systematic racism, Austin. <laughs> It's not racist. So we're, it's literally we're, the same word. We're Jesus. Is what it is. We only offend, offend religions only here. There's so many views about it. I love it. I love them all. Anyways. <laughs> Point being. Yes. Jesus, we're Jesus. We're <laughs> oh. oh my god, I love it. Uh, the secret third floor of the, a convent. Although it is great to imagine the Pope, which Pope is never speci- specified. Yeah. Uh, blessing the nails to keep the vampires locked inside of the attic space, it's very unlikely. But still. Yeah. Like, do you know how long... Okay, first off, the Pope would have to get there. Right? Or, even if the Pope was like, I'm going to bless these nails and send them to these nuns, it's still going to take a while for get, for them to get there. So, like, literally the nuns are just chilling. The vampires are fucking strolling in and out of the fucking building. You can carry people. your prisons off. Prisons. <laughs> you can carry your pigeons alone, Brianna. I don't even know if they can send carrier pigeons that far. That's a long trip. I don't know. Quick, anyone who knows about carrier pigeons, email us. I want a carrier pigeon. I, I want do. a majestic white one, and it'd be beautiful with purple feathers and blues, and it just have pretty, I want pretty eyes. The largest, scariest looking bird, and I want that to be my mail delivery system. Yeah. So teach it to be like a carrier pigeon, but it's some fucking you have to like, have a, like a small bird. Like attached to its like leg or something, or that flies. <laughs> that watch, no, 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 like that, like that, like watch They'd the fly with it. it, like. Oh. And so it like, <laughs> so like it'd be like uh like it would be like a small fly, like a chick. Oh my god. <laughs> but you have like a little spot on the leg, like a little like carrier spot for it. Oh my god. And the chick is the actual man carrier. <laughs> Or or you could put it on a saddle. This is yeah, Wait, it's an emo. You're getting an emo. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We want to go with an emu because it's not going to eat other birds. Yeah, it's and then you put the bird and then you put the the flightless bird on top of the emu, and then the flightless bird. I was gonna say, bird. I was gonna say, emu was flightless to begin with, so it's just fucking no, no, running. No, it has to be another one. Okay, now you're getting too complicated. <laughs> this is starting to feel very boxed within another box. No, no, a that's vulture? what we're doing. We're, <laughs> Let's get a vulture. Like, you're like, this is the box. And I, what I'm trying to tell you is there should be another box inside that box. I know. It, that's too much. Because the thing is, the bigger the bird we go with, like, birds that can fly, they eat other smaller birds. Yeah. So... It can't. It doesn't. So this is the thing. What I'm saying is, in a in the box situation, the bigger box doesn't eat the smaller box. I know. Whereas I have to worry about the bigger bird eating the smaller bird, and then the whole point of this is lost. Yeah. Yeah, but we just established that the emu wouldn't do that. Yes, but the emu can't fly. The emu can't. And then you're like, well, then put it on another bird, and I'm like, well, that other bird is still gonna. No, 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 no. You put no. You put another bird on top of the emu. That can fly? What's no, the... No, no, no. That does not fly. So you have an emu, and then you'd have, like, a chicken. None of them can fly, though. That's the conversation. Emus, emus can't fly, baby. I know. I know they but cannot we, fly. We discussed this when we were talking about it earlier. It's, and I was you're like, missing the point. It just has to be one bird carrying another bird. I know, but... That's I, it. I, I, no, no. And then you were like... 
And you're like, yeah, but one that like flies or whatever. And I was like, well, emus can't no, fly. Doesn't and then, fly. It does God. not fly. This conversation has gone too far. <laughs> we have to end this. Put that box in another box. <laughs> It's the more intense, dangerous version of that scene. I love it. <laughs> so far. Anyway, um, in re- reality, the what the fuck is that louvered? Uh, the louvered. The louvred. Yeah, because like I think that's supposed to be like the Louvre, like spelled like the Louvre Museum. Okay. Wouldn't it just be the Louvre? No, no it's, it's like Louvre, Lou- and then V E R E D. So maybe Lou Verde. Lou Verde. We'll go with Lou Verde. I don't know. Uh, the Lou Verde windows are a lovely yet, I'm sorry, lovely set of hurricane shutters installed sometime in decent decades. Recent. Yep, recent. <laughs> it could only be done on a good decade. <laughs> yep. So we had to wait until about the 80s. The 60s were a little intense. We got distracted. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Traps and ass, and we were gone for 10 years. Yep. Don't even remember the 70s. <laughs> uh, within the third floor, as told by the archivist mm-hmm. of the Arch- Archdiocese, thank you, of the New Orleans, of New Orleans, not of the. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the New Orleans. <laughs> no, no, this is the new New Orleans. <laughs> That's New Orleans, and this is the New Orleans. And this is New New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, why are there so many? <laughs> we needed different rules for different people. It's no drinking at this time. This place didn't like it. They went to that one. Always drinking at this time, <laughs> but you can't have this. And those other people were just like, well, fuck this place. Say, it's, it's very rare that there are things that you could add to in New Orleans. I was literally driving and riding in an Uber with drinks, and no one cared. She had this, well, we weren't pulled over or anything. They, but they, they, they got to carry they their own New Orleans, drink. they have oh. open container laws and oh, shit, yeah. and then I'm like, because I remember I was like, Ricky like was like, poured me a glass of wine in a plastic cup. Um, and then she was like, yeah, let's get going. And I'm like, bitch, I can't chug red wine. And then she's like, no, just bring it with us. It's open container laws. And I was like, what? Mm. And I'm like walking outside and I'm like trying to like shield my cup. I was like, this feels illegal. This <laughs> is well, right. It takes me back to like coming visiting from Indiana on Sundays, being like, "We have to go to the liquor store because it's going to be closed tomorrow." And it's like we're in Illinois; <laughs> liquor stores are open on seven days a week. It was like that in Texas too. It sucked. Oh yeah. I was like, <gasps> or Wisconsin, it like their cutoff time for liquor stores is like eight o'clock. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So back to the OR topic. As told by the archivist of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Yep, yep, back to New Orleans. Um, that there are nothing on the third floor of the old Ursuline Coven besides um, ar- archival. Thank you, archival records and other storage items. So basically, it's the attic. They could always it's be the converted attic. later. Hello. Yeah. Right. They, what, what's stopping them from? Breaking open a few walls and like fucking putting shit in there and just like redoing drywall and shit. Listen. They're not gonna know. They're gonna be like, oh well, there was mold or something. We wanted to touch it up. Something like, shut up. You know what happened? <laughs> yeah. just, just got so tangent. And Austin just looks so confused. Basically, what she's saying is they could have easily hidden that there was vampires there previously by remodeling the attic and then storing it with stuff. Yeah, secrets. <laughs> 
like the old hospitals and stuff that were converted also, into why are you going things? to ask the people that work for, for the church I mean like what's in your attic and they're going to be like oh nothing dear well, just and archives. it's fucking Satan they've entrapped Cheers. Satan in the attic for some reason it's true encircled by the blood of Christ mm-hmm. and virgins lots of virgins that's why they needed all them virgins yep. and then they said they were prostitutes after they got their, their what they needed so they discredit them yep <gasps> We'll crack the case. <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> <laughs> per usual, it's the church's fault. <laughs> no one's going to believe a young, destitute woman. I mean, they're not. So. We don't have enough listeners. <laughs> church is like, don't. See, that's the only thing. Is I worry about our podcast becoming popular and then the church being like, they have to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> they must be silenced. They know it too much. Welcome to my anxiety. I come up with the most unrealistic situations. Is that the Catholic Church is trying to kill me? <sighs> but I digress. But to recap this up, you're probably wondering, well, Bree, Burr, why is there a myth then if it ain't real, supposedly? So it's never been determined as to why the vampire myth has stuck around for so long and where it was started. Was it Anne Rice's take on this on it that sparked the whole thing? Is it simply the fact that New Orleanians love the alternative and weird, and especially when connected to its history? It may be simple simply be that the legend is retold and retold again because tourists enjoy hearing it. Which let's be real, you know we'd be down for that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ghost tour about fucking vampire women? Yes, please. Show me your evidence. Give That's us That's okay. Spook. You just have an old picture in, a, in, a, in an abandoned field. Take it to, take me there. <laughs> That's how we get murdered. <laughs> Someone's like, you want to see my puppy? Hell yeah. Dead. Yep. Anyways. Let me pet your dog. <laughs> but what has been confirmed is that the casket girls went on to make some brilliant marriages in their initial years in the French Quarter and it's said that almost all of New Orleans can trace their lineage back to one of the young women sent from France to become the French Creole's brides which is kind of weird because that means you all quite a few of you are related and you don't know yeah gross but yeah so the casket girls like you said, it was kind of a, I'm sure you could tell like the differentiating in our notes compared from like, you know, when we usually read from Wikipedia where it's more like these are the facts and this is more like storytelling and kind of interactive, which was enjoyable, but also it was kind of like nice to go through and it's just like, here's the story, here's the breakdown in history behind it, and then here's the breakdown of facts, mm-hmm. but then we still end on a, but maybe. What we? There could be more. But maybe vampires? Vampires! What it, uh, we hide in the shadows. <gasps> what we do in the shadows. That's the one. Yeah. I love what, that. If, what if, what if it was them? I would love that so much. No, I have to say, like, that's kind of the cool thing with what we do in the shadows in both the movies and the show is they bring, like, very different, like, backgrounds together. So you have, you know... And then knows Feratu as vampire and like how he and the one guy, like he sires him. And then we have the Dracula-esque guy. And then we've got more of like the French or English like dandy character. 
you know, so it's like all very diverse backgrounds. And then, you know, and then with the show, it's, you know, you've got, um, oh my God, I can't remember anyone's name. Uh, of course now I can't think of it because it's been so long since I watched the show. Nandor is like almost like a Persian and then Nadia and Laszlo are kind of more like gypsy mm-hmm. kind of background. The other one's uh-huh. an emotional vampire. Yes. Oh my god. And then yeah, and then Colin fucking Robinson's no one knows where the fuck he's from. But he's very Karen from finance. Oh my god, I love it. But no. Like he said. Like, I wouldn't even go not Karen. She's like the uh key. I'm always watching him comes asking. Yes. But he has to have the like bore them to death or like He's just like crippling anxiety or irritates him. Yeah, it's just so good. I love that show. But yeah, so like you said, I mean, I would love that. Would be kind of a cool like spinoff, spinoff. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for the the werewolves or the We Are Wolves movie that they were talking about doing, where it focuses more on the werewolves from the movie. Ones that are like, listen, hey, watch the language. What are we? We're werewolves, not werewolves. <laughs> Fucking great. And I just love that everyone loves Stu so much. Even like in the freaking um, when he becomes a werewolf, like the whole pack like favors Stu over everyone else. It's just great. I love oh that movie. God. I forgot. Best that. movie ever. <laughs> Will forever recommend it till the day I die. Watch it. Watch the movie. Watch, watch the movie. All right. Any more thoughts about the casket girls? No, we have to feed Austin's tummy. <laughs> I know this bitch keeps growling over him. Like, calm yourself, Brenda. It'll be all right. Well, I said. Anyways, but yeah. So then, all right. Well, well with stomach, oh, Austin's <laughs> stomach needs. <laughs> with Austin's stomach demanding attention, <laughs> like you said, definitely check out that Ashes. Um, we said her name earlier. Check out more of. Um, GhostCityTours.com or GhostCityTour.com. A lot of really cool articles. I think a lot of it's based in, like, New Orleans, but, I mean, I love the spooky shit. And, like I said, very well written. I just had to edit it to make a little more sense for podcasting, but if you read the article, like, it's just very well written and very, like, interactive, like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of way. So, yeah, that's it. You'll hear from us next week. Great. Subscribe, follow, donate, donate. and have a spooky night now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.